0: How's it going everyone and welcome back to the Cards on Ice podcast episode number seven. Uh, I just want to thank you if you are listening to the podcast you're listening to a hockey card podcast in the I guess the start of summer now I can say uh, so you must really have interest in either cards or me or you've stumbled upon this and have decided to listen this far so thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, this episode is titled eBay Shenanigans or something similar to that. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't want to talk about eBay all the time here and all the stuff and all the shady things that go down on eBay. Um, but it is something that has, again, recently happened in my world. So that's kind of what I talk and rant about on here. Uh, if you've listened to any of the op- other episodes before, you know that that's kind of what you get around here. So uh, first thing, actually a couple things uh, on, on eBay. Actually, even before we get to eBay, uh, I want to have a guest on here. Um, hope in June we can have a couple guests on here so it's not as much of a solo cast uh, rant session. Uh, so I'm lining up a few guests now. Uh, we're going to record probably in June. Uh, so hopefully I can get a couple more people on here and have another perspective into the hockey card world on the pod. Now let's get into the eBay shenanigans. First thing is something that's really good that eBay implemented. I'm really actually very happy with this. Uh, so eBay eBay uh, implemented in the uh, shipping for collectibles uh, through Canada Post. So before, uh, if you ever shipped for, through Canada Post, a regular parcel or an expedited parcel uh, usually costs. I mean, basically anywhere in Canada, it was like $20 and above. Uh, occasionally, you'd get it a little bit cheaper, like 17 18 Um, But there was times where I was shipping it to Alberta or BC um, or across you know, Canada over to PEI and things like that. And I would get charged uh, like 25 28 even sometimes, stuff like that. Uh, so that really obviously hurts card sales because buyers don't want to pay the $25 in shipping. And as a seller, I'm getting feed already from FeeBay. So I don't want to pay extra fees on top of the, or I don't want to pay extra shipping on top of the fees, I guess, that I'm currently paying uh, through eBay. So uh, they implemented the collectibles, I think it's collectibles light or something uh, for cards. So as long as it is a sports card and it sells through eBay, you qualify for the shipping program uh, and it cuts prices in about half. So now I can ship to Canada uh, for about 8 ten, eleven 9 10 $11 dollars. Uh, instead of the, you know, 20 to $28 that I had before. So that's perfect. Uh, Good job, eBay. Thank you for finally doing that. Uh, The US if you're a US listener, your postal service is a lot cheaper than here. Uh, It makes more sense to sell, you know, cheaper cards, dollar cards, things like that, because you can ship things with eBay stamps for like 25 cents or something. Uh, Canada Post is more picky about what goes in the mail. Um, They're more picky about uh, what gets sent at what level. So things like letter mail shipping uh, is what it's called up here. Or um, if you uh, if you buy like an oversized stamp, uh, it's really some post offices are very particular on what it is. Um, If you send with a letter stamp, so if you send with like a it's like a dollar stamp or whatever. Um, I've had things get sent back to my house trying to ship with just like a plain white envelope, uh, because that there is materials in there that are not paper and even cardboard. They say that if it's beyond like a certain thickness, uh, that it's a no go and it'll get returned to the house. So Canada post a lot more, uh, particular than USPS. Um, so that was good that eBay implemented in the, the shipping. It's great for sellers. It's great for buyers. You end up paying less in shipping. Um, you can get a tracking number now for you know cheaper cards, things like that. It's good. It's a win-win. Uh, I will still ship letter mail for right now uh, until the chargebacks come again um, because I usually have, it, it comes in waves for me, um, my chargebacks on eBay. I, I haven't had one for a while, um, kind of fingers crossed that I don't have one for a while but when you send something letter mail or you know oversized stamp uh you ship it and it's gone and there's obviously no proof of you know tracking or that it actually shows up there uh and that's where people on ebay uh or wherever uh can claim that they never got it even though i it rarely 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 ever happens Uh, a lot of people are you know I, in my personal opinion are kind of pulling your leg and they either regret the purchase or the card wasn't, you know, in, you know, the shape that they wanted it to be. So they charge you back and then they end up getting their money back and then they end up with the card as well. Uh, So that sucks. But hopefully this new system will cut down on that Um, for things over a certain amount. I'm going to start charging that collectible light shipping um, just because it'll be faster shipping times. It'll be tracking and, you know, we'll avoid this charge back thing altogether. Um again, for cheaper stuff I'm still going to send letter mail up until probably I get charged back again the next wave comes around of people, you know, buying things and charging them back. Um so, you know, we'll take it as it goes. Uh but for right now, good. eBay good thing. Now let's get on to the bad. Um first bad thing is this authenticity guarantee. Uh, I just shipped out my first card yesterday with this authenticity guarantee. That's for cards ungraded over $250 now on eBay. They all need to go through an authentication process. In theory, this sounds great, right? Um, you know, you're cutting down on counterfeit cards and things like that. Um, but in practice, anything over 250 that's ungraded now needs to get sent to, what is it, CSC, CSG? Uh, an authenticator that unpacks it and looks it over, uh, and then packs it up again and sends it to the buyer. Uh, I think it's kind of unnecessary for a lot of things. Um, I think that it cuts down on obviously shipping time. It cuts down on, you know things like that. It cuts down on, you know resources that don't need to happen. Um, if you are, you know, a card buyer who has bought cards before, you can probably tell, a lot of fakes or you can tell you know when someone's being um you know disingenuine um and they want to sell you you know you know something that that is not what you want to buy um there's a very small percentage of cards especially in hockey cards that get faked so this authenticity guarantee is just another thing for for sellers where you have to kind of ship there and then they kind of take it from there um again Maybe in practice, it's good. Maybe in 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 real life, it's good. I just, I haven't had enough experience yet. I've sent one out and it was kind of confusing to send out. Initially, you have to send, you know, like a serial number in the address and whatever else. Um, and then, it, you know, it gets looked over and then they forward it to the, the buyer or whatever. It's, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I've, I've heard good things and I've heard bad things of eBay doing it in the US. I was really not looking forward to it to come to canada uh but here we are so let's hope for the best and then that's this, this authenticity guarantee is uh you know it, it's something that works out um i don't think it'll add a whole lot of value to a lot of cards uh i think people once they get this authentic, authenticity guarantee they're just going to open the card up and take it out of the top loader or the semi rigid or whatever and do whatever with it it doesn't it doesn't add anything to me if someone walks up with a card with a, you know, a top loader and the eBay authenticity guarantee, I, I, it doesn't add anything to me. Um, most of the time, I assume that cards are authentic or they're real, or you can talk to people and ask them where they got it. So um, this authenticity guarantee, we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed that this thing works out really well. Uh, people like it. You know, it's good for the buyer. It's good for the seller. Awesome. Uh, if it kind of creates a logjam for cards where it doesn't really provide a whole lot of benefits, then I would like to get rid of it. Um, but regardless, it doesn't matter what I think eBay is going to do, what they're going to, what they're going to do. Uh, which again brings me to my third point of, um, eBay. So we've had one good thing, one bad thing, and here's the second bad thing. So one step forward, two steps back for eBay in my mind. So, um, for those of you who don't know my eBay, you probably don't know it. Uh, I have probably about a bit of shade under a uh, hundred listings at any given time on my eBay store. Uh, I've got almost a thousand feedback. I think it's almost all positive. I think yeah, it's a hundred percent positive in the last twelve months. Uh, I don't have a single neutral or negative feedback. Uh, it's all really good. Um, I've got five stars all the way across the board for description, shipping cost, shipping speed, communication, etc. Um, you know, all the comments are really good uh, for both, um, you know, buying and, and for selling. So, you know, it, it's good, right? I, I've got a good eBay account. Uh, I, I try to do my best to get things out, you know, on time uh, and everything else. So eBay, uh, I didn't know this. Well, I did know this. I knew this to an extent. So they have seller levels on eBay. Um, they have things where they they rate you on how good of a seller you are. Uh, you're either a was a top seller was it top top eBay or something like that. Uh, and they have above standard and then they also have below standard as well. Uh, let me get this right. Yeah. Top rated above standard below standard. Um, And those are the three levels. There's no other levels that you can get to. It doesn't matter your feedback. It doesn't matter whatever. Uh, And this stuff is based off of transaction defect rate. So transaction defect rate is um, transactions that either um, go closed without seller resolution or stuff that you cancel because it's out of stock. Um, And we'll come back to that. Late shipment rate, uh, which is obviously when you ship something on time, um, then you're not gonna get late shipment. Uh, cases without close c- cases closed without seller resolution. So again, if if a buyer has a problem, uh, you don't respond, eBay has to step in or whatever. Um, then that is eBay deems you responsible for not you know coming to a resolution. Um, and then transactions and sales. Uh, usually, you know, transactions and sales doesn't mean a whole lot as long as you're not like a beginner like eBayer. Um, your transactions and sales uh, should be good so to be a top rated seller you must have at least 100 transactions and a thousand dollars in sales in the past 12 months in the past year and again if you're not like a first-time eBayer or someone who you know is, is relatively new to the ebay game you should be able to hit these milestones um, okay so let's get into my predicament here so like i told you guys uh, i have a pretty flawless ebay account it's pretty good um, in my transaction defect, actually we'll talk about some, some other stuff. So in my late shipment rate, I have a 1% or 1.1% uh, late shipment rate. So on my last, uh, 176 transactions, two of them, eBay has deemed late. And if I go and get the full report, it's not even eBay that deems it late. It is the buyers who have deemed it late. So when they get the card, um the buyer said is, the, is that the delivery was late um and again these were cards both shipped by letter mail um they were both relatively cheap cards one was a Jake Neighbors young guns and the other one was a Alex Newhook young guns both of the sales happened in 2022 um and again i mean there's nothing i can do for when the buyer says that it's late right i i ship it via letter mail they know that they're either paying free shipping or like a couple bucks for the shipping. Um, so again, like what am I supposed to do, right? Um, it's it's kind of out of my hands at that point. I usually do a pretty good job at shipping things on time. But if the buyer claims it was late, that goes into your late shipment rate. Okay, uh, to maintain a top rated seller in eBay, your um, late shipment rate needs to be 5% or less. So again, I'm doing pretty good. I've got a 1.1% late shipment rate right now. Uh, If you buy anything from me on eBay, please don't claim that it it came late. Um, Reach out to me first and we'll, you know, we'll chat. Um, But again, this is kind of something where it's very buyer driven. Uh, eBay doesn't care about if you actually shipped it on time. They care about what the buyer ends up saying and what they they give you. So this transaction defect rate is the next thing I'm going to talk about. And it's something where, um, so it's, again, it's transactions where, um, you know, you either cancel something for being out a stock or it's a case closed with a seller resolution. So again, I'll give you my numbers just to kind of put things into perspective. So a top rated seller is half a percent or less. So 0.5% or less. Okay. Um, mine is a 1.5%. OK, uh, so still relatively low. Um, so it puts me in the above standard, but it also puts me pretty close to the below standard. So below standard is more than two percent. Uh, these you know transactions and these records are kept for a year, a full calendar year, um, and eBay evaluates you every month. So a lot of these these transaction defect rates happen from like almost a full year ago. Uh, I believe next month I get three of those taken off. So I'll have like one out of whatever, almost 300 transactions that have been recorded. So uh, my percentage right now is a one and a half percent. So it puts me at the above standard level, but it also puts me very close to the below standard level. Uh, I'm going to look in and get the full report here just to kind of go off of. And here's my biggest gripe with this transaction defect report, right? So um, if you know me, I go to a lot of card shows Um, at shows, especially cheaper cards. uh, Things sell very quickly, right? Um, People want like a $50 card, you know, you try and meet them in the middle, they throw in a $5 card and it gets a deal done or something like that, right? A kid comes by, you know, you have a card and he offers you a couple bucks and, you know, you want to keep it going and you want to kind of give the kid something to work with. Uh, and you give them, you know, a $5 card for $2 or whatever, right? Um, which is what all of these cases have been basically. Uh, so, um, I had, this shows shows you how long ago this was. Um, but I have a Jordan Poole, um, optic rated rookie that I had canceled. I have a Joel Erickson, young guns that I canceled for being out of stock. And I also have a Cider Young Guns that I canceled for being out of stock. Uh, the Jordan Pool, uh, I don't remember what happened with that, so I can't comment. Uh, the Cider, I ended up selling at a card show. And the Ericsson Eck, I ended up selling on either Instagram or Discord. And I didn't update my eBay in time. So, um, because I canceled on the buyer for the thing being out of stock, the card no longer being for sale... Um, eBay keeps track of that in the transaction defect report. So why I have a problem with this is because of how this cannot be your fault. And I get the whole other side to it too, is like, you know, if you're a seller, you should update your platforms and whatever buyers want to buy something, You know, you obviously have to be, you know, open to that and open to that idea and keep things updated so they know what you have in stock and what you don't have in stock. I get that. The problem is cards move very quickly sometimes, especially at, you know, a a three day show or a four day show like the Toronto Sports Card Expo. Uh, You could have a card that you have listed on eBay and also have it out in your your showcase, it could sell, and then it could sell that night on eBay, and then you have to cancel on the buyer because it sold, you know, two, three, four hours ago. And I don't think that, you know, because something's out of stock, because you're canceling and refunding the buyer almost immediately, I really don't think this should go as a strike on you. I mean, I again I get it. I get it from a buyer's perspective that you obviously you've committed to purchasing something. But you're instantly getting that refund, right? You're, you're not waiting a while. You, you know, all of these cases I've reached out and I've told the person, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I sold this card on X, Y, Z. I sold it at a card show. I sold it on Instagram. Um, I can't fulfill your order. I no longer have it. Uh, I'm issuing you a refund right away. You know, my apologies. I'll try and update things, you know, as quick as quickly as I can next time around. So the reason why I guess I'm I'm talking about this is it, it gets me to my main point. And again, sorry I'm I'm ranting. This is kind of the podcast. This is what I do, right? Um, this this transaction defect report has recently got me not got me, um, but kind of opened my eyes to something that I didn't know that eBay also does. So if your seller level drops to below standard, so if it drops above out of the top rated eBay sellers, it drops out of the above standard and goes to the below standard in any one of those things. So in the late shipment in the transaction defect rate, or in the cases closed without seller resolution, if any of those, those things or the transactions and sales. So any one of those four drops below what eBay determines to be their standard. You go to a below standard seller. And on paper, that doesn't sound bad, right? Who cares? It's an eBay rating, whatever. I'm below standard. Who cares? Like yada, yada, yada. It doesn't really mean that much to me. Here's where it gets you. So I looked into this the other day and I, I was just, again, I'm putting this out in the universe. If I was I was like, well, if, if my transaction defect rate, if I have another another transaction defect rate, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to below standard before these come off. Um, If I end up, you know, going to below standard, what does that mean for my account? And I looked into this, and eBay has a, um, it's a below standard seller performance fee. And this fee is an extra 6% on top of the fees that you're already paying to use eBay. Um. So for a sports card, I think on eBay is I think twelve point nine percent. Again, this is going to be a very number heavy episode. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find a quick sale, and I can, I can use this for a hundred percent certainty. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, eBay selling eBay final value fee is twelve and a half percent for sports cards. So, uh, every every purchase that you you make on eBay, uh, they take twelve and a half percent off of the total amount. So after the buyer has paid for shipping, um, they paid for taxes, they paid for whatever else, you get charged 12 and a half or twelve point nine percent, so almost thirteen percent on the whole purchase rate. Okay. Uh, then your below standard performance value fee is another 6% on top of that. So you would essentially be, be paying almost almost 19%. Yeah, 13% and 6%. So you'd almost be paying 19% on everything that you sell to eBay or through eBay, I guess I should say. So when you sell a... Let me put up a, let me get a good example here. Um, let's say, for example, I ended up selling a $60 card. Okay. If I sell a $60 card, usually you have to pay, again, let's call it that I'm going to be using the this collectible uh, tracking shipping program. Uh, let's say that the shipping ends up being about $10, right? So on a $60 card... I would charge the buyer about $10 to ship, say about $10 or $12 to ship. Um then plus the taxes, etc. Um the buyer is probably paying around $75, right? Uh, on a $60 card after shipping and everything else um on taxes and everything else, right? So your final value fee is based off that that you know, 75 to $78, right? Uh so you you end up paying probably between about eight and ten dollars for the the thirteen percent, the twelve twelve point nine percent. So you end up paying about ten dollars there. Uh and then if you had a below standard uh selling fee, you would also pay like another like five dollars there. So you're paying about anywhere from about twelve to fifteen dollars for a sixty dollar card. And then you're paying GST tax on top of that as well. So you're paying, let's say, call it thirteen dollars in fees, plus another thirteen percent of taxes, which is like another like two dollars. You're paying fifteen dollars, plus you're paying shipping. So you're paying twenty five dollars out of the the amount that you would have gotten, which is wild to me. Um, it's wild to me because. On things that might not be your fault, on things like transaction defect rate or late shipment rate where buyers just claim that it's not, you know, whatever, it wasn't delivered to them on time, your you could end up paying instead of 13% up to 19% in fees. Which is not right. It's, it's something that I feel like, again, I, I can see both sides of, but from a seller's perspective on eBay... It really hurts your sales, especially for large ticket items. When you when you're paying 20% or 19% in fees, right? You have to think that you're you're not getting, you know, anywhere close to to the value of your card, especially when buyers on eBay don't want to be paying at comps because they know they also have to pay taxes and stuff too. So a lot of the times you're taking a good price already on eBay and then you're getting ta- or you're getting cut that extra 19% um, for using eBay and then for having a below standard selling account. Um, which again is it, it, something that's scary, it's something that obviously it's out of your control as an eBayer. Uh, it's something that I mean it, it just sucks, right? It sucks that you know you might be doing all that you can and you still get, you know, dinged for this, you know, 19%. Um, It's something that I I don't have to worry about too much, um, but it's definitely something that if you're listening to this podcast and you sell on eBay, it's something to um, keep in mind uh, to check your seller standards to make sure that you're not getting close on any one of those four things. And you also have a regional and a a global um, whatever rating uh, for eBay. So double check those. Make sure that if you are a seller that you're not getting close on either one of those uh, communicate to buyers really well and hopefully you just deal with you know people who who don't want to strike your account um obviously there's some people out there who you know are going after you or whatever um i haven't had to contact ebay so it's been it's been nice um but it's been it's been something that's wild um and something that i've definitely had my eye on uh for sure for a little bit now. So, um, keep that in mind. Um, the 13% already is enough. I don't want you paying 19% on things that you sell. And if you notice that, you know, maybe the fees are getting out of hand or whatever on eBay, take a look, get, get into your, um, your seller performance, get into your payments, uh, and find out, you know, what's going on. Um, and who is, uh, and, and maybe your account's dipped into this below standard and you, you have no idea. So definitely keep an eye on it. Um, keep an eye on your seller standards on eBay. Uh, it's something to pay really close attention to because it matters. That extra 6% uh, for basically nothing matters. And the last thing I'm going to talk to you about today, again, I try and keep these below 30 minutes. This is just a little bit of a personal thing. Uh, I sold a card last night on eBay. Uh, I got an offer late last night while I was sleeping, got up this morning, and accepted it. Um, and I, again, it, almost the instant I accepted it, I got a message saying that uh, the buyer found a, a cheaper price last night, um, and uh, he wants me to cancel. And again, knowing now what I know about this below standard, um, seller rating, I'm not going to cancel. I'm going to wait the four days and then claim that the buyer, uh, hasn't paid because if I cancel early, uh, then he could turn around right away and say that, you know, the seller canceled and whatever. And I have to go through the whole, the whole, uh, the whole song and dance of contacting eBay. So, um, again, I hate the non-payments on eBay. They really need to do something about the buyer side. I think they keep a lot of sellers in check with the things that they already have in place. But eBay, please, please, please go after the buyers on some of this. Or I guess the non-buyers. Uh, you shouldn't be able to send an offer and then just just message the seller and be like, Oh, never mind. change my mind. Sorry. Because now I have to sit here and wait for four days while my card's not on eBay anymore, um, where potential buyers could look at it for the next four days and I have to sit and wait. And I know for a fact that this person is not going to pay and I just have to wait it out, unfortunately. And whether this buyer was doing it because they wanted the card and actually did find a better price or, you know, they regretted sending the offer or they're trying to create a fake comp, which is what, which gets done a lot. Um, we need to have a strike system for non-payment and buyers or something. You, you need to go through more authentication on people's profiles, um, you know, go through and, and really filter out these, you know, kind of spammy, um, accounts that have little feedback or no feedback, um, go through and figure out, you know, Hey, you shouldn't be able to have an alternate alt account to show bed stuff. You know you shouldn't be able to make these offers and and just walk away with no, you know, with no, you know, excuses for doing it. Like you should be held accountable for the things that you do. Um, as a buyer, when you place a bid, like there's a little like thing on the bottom that says like, listen, like you'll be held accountable for for buying this. So actually hold buyers accountable. Don't you know? Don't just say ah, it's too bad they they didn't really mean to. Sorry, seller. Like your fault now. We need to go after the non-payment people in this hobby who are chilling things, who are creating fake comps, who are wasting seller's time, and it's something that needs to get solved. It's an eBay shenanigan right now. I mean, I love eBay. I love the platform. It's great. It's kind of the, I mean, other than the fees, it's it's a place where you can hop on and you can find basically anything that you're looking for, which is good. Um, obviously it gets the most eyes on, you know, your cards, your inventory. Um, you know, it's a place where you can kind of like direct people to, um, I always direct people to my eBay if they want to see stuff that I have or stuff that I'm listing up recently, things like that. Um, it's good obviously for buyer protection, for seller protection. Sometimes it is, um, but we really need to crack down on, on this like non-payment stuff with people, um, who do this kind of thing because it's annoying, right? Um, I thought I was going to, you know, sell this card and it was going to be a pretty, pretty significant sale. Um, and it was something that obviously I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm happy to accept this offer. This is good. Uh, and then instantly just, nope, didn't mean to. Found, found, a, found another one for a better price. Which again, I, I highly doubt because the card is numbered and it's graded. So there's really not that many copies of this card out there. Um, which leads me to believe that probably... This is a tall tale and this is someone who is creating either a fake comp because they have a card similar or it's someone who is just wasting people's time and whatever for whatever reason. So eBay, a um, couple good, couple bad. Um, we need to do better in, in the fees and everything else and I understand that this is not going to go anywhere. They're not going to hear any of this. But if you are a collector in the hobby, maybe you can take what something I said today, maybe you can take one thing away um, and, you know, improve your own eBay selling platforms, uh, you know, make your own kind of informed decisions on what platforms you're going to use to sell cards and, uh, you know, be a better eBayer as a buyer and as a seller potentially. Um, so thank you again for tuning in to the cards on ice. Uh, I think this is episode seven, I believe, um, the eBay shenanigans episode. Uh, again, uh, I'll try and have some, some guests on for next week. Hopefully we can, uh, we can manage to get some, some cool people on here and give their perspective on hockey cards and the hobby. Uh, obviously it slows down in the summer, so we'll see kind of what episodes, uh, managed to, to come out of the summer because, it's it's just a dead time in the hobby no one buys no one sells you know whatever if you're if you're going to card shows and stuff you're really kind of a hardcore type thing because people usually just kind of forget about it they go to cottages they go whatever else they're doing vacation etc um so yeah anyways we'll see what i can do i'll see how we can spruce up a couple episodes here going forward and hopefully we can have some cool kind of guests on to give you another perspective of people in the hobby and why they do what they do. But for right now, that's the end of episode seven. I will see you in episode eight.